Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's Word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just one more second, please. I want you to go to Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, and uh, verse number 12. Acts chapter 20, verse number 12. We're opening this series tonight. I'm doing it on a Wednesday. Uh, I believe in keeping God first. And so while some folks say, well, I just canceled Wednesday night for a holiday. Listen, it was, it was, you know, well, let me leave that alone. Everybody wasn't independent on that day. And so, so, uh, uh, let me leave that alone. Acts chapter 20. Verse number 12, you got it? And they took, verse number 12, and they took the youth away alive, and they were not a little comforted. Say it again, and they took the youth away. What was he now? Alive. Look, look at your neighbor and say, wake up. Look at the other one and, and, and tell him and say, say, say wake up. Say, it's already happening. Just look at one more. Just say, wake up. God's already doing it. And, <laughs> and they took the youth away. What was he? 
alive. And they were not a little comforted. In other words, they were so comforted in what they saw happening for him that the Bible says it in such a unique way when it puts the words together. And it says, and they were not a little comforted. I need you to make this declaration of faith over your own life. Say, it's already happening. Say, and I will not be a little comforted because it's going to blow my mind. Father, speak to us now with clarity. I decrease that you would increase. I pray that this word would penetrate, answer questions, give us direction and guidance as we move forward in what you've ordained. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. I'm going to teach for just a few moments to open up this series from the man who they're talking about. His name is Eutychus. Say his name, Eutychus. You can be seated. 1 Corinthians 15, 46 teaches us that natural things can illustrate spiritual principles. It is, in fact, a unique scenario to where God will create things in the natural that represent something spiritual, which means that everything that is spiritual first had its origin in something that was natural. Now, here's what's significant about that, is that God says that I will use a natural thing to teach you a spiritual principle, even though it has its origin in something spiritual. So watch this. It says it's not the spiritual that is first, but it's the natural, then the spiritual. Take this out. It starts in the spirit. It shows up in the natural, but it's revealing something that's already existing in the spirit. Can I just parenthetically insert this for you, that your existence in this earth, while it is natural, it started in the spirit. Mr. Foreman, how do you know that? The Bible says before the Lord formed you in your mother's womb that he knew you, which means before you ever had a body, you were a spirit. Come here. So since you were a spirit before you had a body, don't let your body make you lose your spiritual experience. Don't let your natural experience mess up your spiritual experience because your spiritual experience predated your natural experience. So check it out. I existed in the spirit, then I come into the natural, but I got to start living in the spirit again. Like before I got to the earth, I got to live that way again. Say spiritual things are illustrated by natural things. And so that's what we're doing in, with movies in this series, Harvest at the Movies. This is going to change, hear me, everything you, uh, uh, that you view when you realize that God can show you something through anything. God is so powerful that he can use a movie to give you a message. He can use a film to show you, watch this, something in your future. I, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that I serve a God that he doesn't have to wait to speak. He doesn't have to wait to say something. I can open my eyes and see something and he can speak. I can open my eyes and read something and he can speak. I can open my eyes the bible says that when a Balaam wasn't listening God used his donkey to speak to him which means God can even use a jackass to get a message across to you I need you to realize God can use anybody and God can use anything I need you to not put God in the box of thinking that God can only speak a certain way somebody say my God is incredible there are only, there are over, excuse me, 50 genres of movies that include everything from CGI, that's computer generated images, to romantic comedies. And movies are a favorite pastime of many people. Now you got YouTube and you got Netflix to watch movies and of course the big screen. And according to 2019 statistics, those that are 18 to 29 are the highest age group that watch movies in theaters. Followed by 30 to 44. Followed by 45 to 54, followed by 55 to 64, followed by 65 plus. Now, when we look at this, this is significant because the statistics suggest uh, that, watch this, that movies are watched predominantly uh, by age groups that tend to skew younger. But here's what else it teaches us. Movies are trending to be longer now than they ever have been before. So this is an interesting dynamic because the criticism of a younger generation is that they don't pay attention. 
But the reality is the statistics suggest to us that something very different is going on. So when we get to Acts chapter 20, I want to go verse number 7. We're going to walk verse by verse down from verse number 7. I want to show you some things in the scripture that are going to help us open this series up. Now, how many movie folks where you love movies in here? Anybody love movies? All right, watch this. Now, call out some of your favorite movie names. Just call them out. It's open. Black Panther. South Central. New Jack City. Rockabye, baby. Harlem Nights. Yes, yes. Lots of great movies. Lots of great movies. Lots of great movies. Now, here's what's amazing about a movie. Most of the time, we know what's coming. Most of the time, we know what's coming. I like horror movies. Don't judge me. And here's what's going to happen. You already know. There's going to be a slow start. Some kids getting ready to go for an Independence Day trip. Take their little road trip up to Red Rocks. They're getting ready to take their road trip. They take their road trip. They're having fun. There's a little drama because somebody don't like somebody else and somebody do like somebody else, but they don't know they like the other person. Then they're going to get in the car and start driving. And then when they get there, somebody's going to start telling a story about, like, you didn't know. No, I never knew. And let's go explore. Like, see, I'm not built like that. I'm built like this. Well, ain't this where we're supposed to be right here? Well, I don't understand why we're trying to go over here if this is where we're supposed to be over here. Sometimes you're going to find stuff that you ain't got no business finding when you... you know. So they're going to go do their exploration thing, and they're going to go look, and as they're going to look, and as they're trying to find stuff, they're going to stumble onto something, and they say, oh, my God, look. Oh, wow. What do you think it is? I don't know. Doosh. You already know what's going to happen. Then, the, you know, the, the, the villain's going to show up. He's going to be mad, like, why y'all in my house? Messing with all my stuff. The villain's going to get somebody. They ain't going to know that they've been got. They're going to say, what happened to Carol Ann? <laughs> I don't know. I thought she was with you. I don't know. I thought she was with you. And it's predictable. But amazingly enough, we'll still go spend money, get some popcorn, and you ain't going to get it for no dollar a bag. Oh, no. You're going to get that popcorn for what? $14.99? You've got to put it on layaway. Sometimes you got to, can I put this on payment plan? <laughs> You're going to get your popcorn, your raisinets. I guess y'all don't eat raisinets here, okay. Fine. And some of y'all, you ain't going to get nothing at the concession stand. Because <laughs> you brought your own snacks. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, that ain't right, that ain't right. That <laughs> this is why you ladies got these big old purses. Y'all be carrying stuff in the movies, talking about. <laughs> no, don't go up there getting no coke. I got all the coke you need right here in this, in this bag, boy. Man, we don't allow outside food to drink. But who said I had outside food to drink? It's inside the building right now. It ain't outside. 
Okay. All right. Even though we know what the movie is going to be, we will still pay money, go through the whole experience. Watch this. Because we want to see the end. We want to see, watch me, the win. You already know how an adventure movie is going to go. They're going to fight. They're going to blow some stuff up. They're going to shoot. And at the end, they're going to win. I mean, you already know. Touch your neighbor say, you already know how it's going to end. Your life, watch me, is the same way. The Bible says that he leads us into triumph always, which means we already know what the end is going to be. We're just looking at the show. And I need you to make sure that your life is worth watching. I need you to make sure that your journey is worth watching. That's why you can't complain when you got to go through difficult circumstances and situations. Why? Because God says, I'm making it entertaining. Why? Because you are going to be a living epistle. What does that mean? Your life is literally being written as a script that one day later, somebody's going to read about your life and they're going to see how you overcame. They're going to see how you won. They're going to see how you beat what the doctor said you couldn't beat. I need you to realize you are, in fact, a film that's being produced by Jesus. Written, produced, and directed by Jesus. That's your life. At the end, he always leads us into triumph. But we got to go through the process. Why? Because one day somebody's going to read you. That's what the Bible says. So there's this guy. Here it is in Acts chapter 20, verse number 7. And I want to look at this. This is on the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread. So this is on Sunday. They're gathered together to break bread. Paul talks with them, intended to depart on the next day. He prolonged his speech until midnight. Say he talked longer. Say he prolonged it. Now, watch this. Here's the next part of the verse, and we're going to go in right here. Verse 8. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. Verse 9. And a young man named Eutychus. Say Eutychus. Now, let me tell you this. Eutychus' name means fortunate. That's significant because his name is, in fact, the sum total of your life. You've been very fortunate that despite your issues, despite your mess, despite your jump, despite your drama, God still chose to love you. You and I have been very fortunate that despite all of our miscomings, all of our mishaps, that God says, not only do I love you, but watch this, I haven't changed my mind about you. I still have thoughts and plans for a good future to give you hope. I need you to know that you've been very fortunate. Why? Because God says that accident could have killed you, but it didn't. That sickness could have killed you, but it didn't. That mess could have took you out, but it didn't. Somebody say, I'm already you because I'm already... You've been very fortunate. Don't think it's because of who you knew and don't think it's because of your education and don't think it's because of your background. The only reason that you're still standing today is because you've been very fortunate because you've been very favored by God. Favor is, in fact, when God gives you something that you do not deserve. Favor is, in fact, when God adds his super to your natural. Favor is when God looks at you and says, you should be dead and gone, sleeping in your grave, but I chose to treat you like Eutychus. So this is like one of those movies, y'all. This is like one of those movies where, it's like one of those movies where, you know, it's just a name. You know, like you have Oprah. It's just Eutychus. Say it with me. Eutychus. So here it is. And a young man named Eutychus, I'm about done, sitting at the window. Now, why was he sitting at the window? Because, watch me, he's a young man. Look at me. What was he trying to do sitting on the window? He was trying to be cool. Watch me. He never got fully committed because he never got all the way in the house. I want to challenge everybody to check if you're in the window or in the house. 
Because many times, watch this, you can be hearing me, but watch this, you're still in the window. You can come in the building, but still be sitting in the window. You can watch me on a digital campus, but still be sitting in the window. What does that mean? You're not getting fully in or fully committed or fully involved because there, watch this, there is this seemingly uh, or seeming fear of commitment. So I'm going to just sit in the wall. I'm going to sit back. That's like watching a movie from the front door of the movie. You can't fully see what's going on on the screen, but because you hear it, watch this, and because you get a glimpse of it, you think you know what's going on in there. He's sitting at the window. Somebody say he's not fully committed. Psalm 92, 13 says that those who are uh, planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Which means God says, until you fully commit, you will not flourish. I need you to realize the rest of this year, God says, I need you fully in here. I need you to realize for the rest of this year, God says, I need you fully committed. I need you fully invested. I need you fully bought in. What? Not just to God, but I need you fully bought in to church. Because where were they at in this story? They were at church. It was the first day of the week, and Paul was up preaching. And as Paul was up preaching, Eutychus, he didn't get all the way in the house. Paul was sitting in the window because or Eutychus was sitting in the window because he thought, I'm too cool to do that church thing. I know I need it. I know it's good for me. I know what they're saying is beneficial, but I'm not going to get all the way in that thing. I'm going to sit back in the cut. I'm going to sit back in the window. And here's what's significant is whenever you choose not to fully invest, here's what you're choosing to do. You're choosing to lose the little you did invest. Sometimes you get mad that you lose on your investment, but the truth is, is you didn't put enough in there to get enough done in the first place. Some of you are mad that it ain't worked in the last two months, but baby, you've only really been in there for the last week. Y'all not talking to me. Until you're fully committed and fully invested, you cannot expect a full return on your investment. I need you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in to giving you my time. That's church attendance. I'm all in to giving you my talent. That's serving in church. I'm all in to giving you my treasure. That's faithfully giving my tithes, offerings, first fruits. I'm all in to giving my testimony. That's inviting people to church. And I'm all in and giving you, what's the last T? Y'all was shouting. Now I'm checking for understanding. Time. We made an infographic. Snap a photo. Treasure, talent, thirst, testimony. The last one was thirst. Somebody say, I'm all in. Now, now, why did I stop? Because you see how excited you got when I was talking real fast? That's right. Yes. Hallelujah. What's the last one? The musicians were playing. You still back on trivia. Watch this. Somebody say, I'm all in. I'm all in. Now, now, check this out. He, he, he's never fully committed. He's sitting in the window. Look what the Bible says. He sank into a deep sleep. Sank here into a sleep. Watch this. It doesn't mean a normal sleep as you and I would think of it. It has a deeper meaning in the Greek. It means he's in a spiritual sleep. He's present, but he's not aware. And the Bible says he sank. Watch this. To sink means at one point you're above water. At the next point, because you're not fully committed. See, some of y'all wonder why friendships don't work. It's because, watch this, all you were was in the window. Some of you wonder why your relationships don't work. All you are is in the window. Some of you wonder why you failed at so many careers. You on career number 19? Let me tell you why. Because you never got all the way in on career number one. And while you can fool other people, God says, I can clearly see you're sitting in the window. 
you're not all the way in here so you can have one leg in and one leg out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He sank. That means he began to go through a process. Listen to me. He begins to go through a process of depression. Spiritual sleep. He begins, watch this, to sink. Somebody says he sank. Now watch this. I'm just about through. This means he's present, but he's not aware. The reality is many times we're interacting with people who are present, but they are not aware. They're not aware of what's going on. They're not aware of what's happening. They're not aware of the circumstances. They're not aware of the situations. And that's where Eutychus is. Eutychus says, watch this, isn't it good enough that I'm here? The problem is, is that if all you are is present, but you are not aware, what ends up happening is that you will think you're doing God a favor. You will think you're God doing God a favor. At least I was at the party. At least I was, at least I came to church. At least I did this. And God says, yeah, but you're not all the way in here. And since you're not all the way in here, you're sinking, even though, watch this, you're still seeing the word. You're sinking, even though you're close to church. You're sinking, even though you're close to God. And I came to get somebody up out of your sinking state today. Would you touch your neighbor and say, I'm not sinking any longer. It says he's sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talks still a little longer. Check this out. He could not hear wisdom from the man of God because he wasn't positioned to. What happens often for many people is that we miss the message because we're not positioned to hear the message. What is my position? My position should be, watch this, that I'm listening with the intent to grow and to change, not to remain the same. When I'm in position in hearing the word, here's, here's what it is. When I'm all in, watch this, it means that there's some options that have to come off the table. When I'm fully invested, there's some things that have to come off the table. Maybe the reason it hasn't worked for you yet is because God knows in the back of your head you still have a quit. Maybe the reason it hasn't worked for you is because in the back of your head, God knows you still say, but if they don't do me like this, I tell you, I'm out of here. And God says, and I can see past your talk, and I can see him to your walk. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. God says, get out the window and get all the way in the house so you can be positioned. I need you to say, I'm all the way in. Watch this, watch this. We're just about done. It, it, it says, it says, it says, watch this. He, 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 Paul talks longer, but he's in this deep spiritual sleep. He's in this depressed place of life because he's not positioned to hear. He's not positioned, watch this, with the intent to grow and to change. Change is easy Wednesday until it's time to do it. Don't we like talking about change? Don't you like going and, 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 and typing out your plan or how you're going to change and thinking it up in your head and I'm going to do this and wait till I get home. Ooh, child, I'm going to do this and all that. And then when it's time to do it, it's like... Yeah, let me go get something to eat. <laughs> but I need you to know the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. And if the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you, that means you're going to have to get committed to change. Somebody say, I'm committed to change. Which means whatever it takes is whatever it takes. Whatever I got to do is whatever I got to do. Whatever I got to change, that's what I got to change. Because I refuse to be Eutychus sitting in the window but not being able to benefit from the wisdom. Here it is. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down. He fell because he was asleep and he wasn't committed. And it's the same reason people fall today. Now, the Bible says, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Jesus. Right? But look this. It says, he sank into this deep sleep. 
the, the Greek word there means that he's in this spiritual stupor because he's not fully committed. If he sees a glimpse of victory, he'll get a little bit closer to commitment. But if he sees a little bit of something that doesn't go right, he backs up off of his commitment. Y'all not talking to me. If he thinks that his praise report is next because his house is next, he'll shout. But if he says it and Thursday nothing happens, he says, I ain't doing that next week. If he thinks coming on prayer, not enough of you on prayer, yet you still need prayer. He thinks, watch this, I came on prayer once and I didn't see nothing happening, so I don't know if I'm going to do this whole prayer thing again. And God says the reason it didn't work the first time is because I knew you were only halfway in it the first time when you said it. Would you want somebody telling you that they love you, but it was only a half love? You wouldn't want that from anybody, so why would we think that God would want that? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, be all in, be all in. Which means this is what I do. God is what I do. Church is what I do. Serving is what I do. Giving is what I do. This is what I do. This is who I am. And either you can get with it or, baby, you can get to stepping. But what I'm not doing is sitting in the window for the second half of this year. What I'm not doing is going to be halfway committed for the second half of this year. I need you to say, Lord, I'm all in. We're just about through. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down. What do we fall into? We fall into sin. Now, if you grew up old school church, you think sin was smoking, drinking, and sexing. If you grew up old school church, that's all it was. Smoking, drinking, and sexing. Can I teach you Bible? Sin is an archery term. It means to miss the mark. Which means if you were shooting an arrow and you didn't hit the bullseye, they would yell out, sin. Let's try that again. Back it up. If you were shooting an arrow and you missed the, the bullseye, they would yell out, sin. In other words, you missed it even though it was right in front of you. You missed it even though it was sitting right there in front of you. So what do we fall into? Sin. That means we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, even though the word's right in front of me, even though the answer's right in front of me. You keep making the same mistakes. The Bible says the boy fell even though he was halfway in church. And I know you may be thinking, Bishop, talk to them young folk. But see, everybody in here could be Eutychus. Touch the neighbor and say, say, it's probably you. It's probably me. It's not fair for you to judge other people. Watch this, because you've already done your dirt. Y'all not talking to me now. Don't be judging other folks because they're making mistakes because you've already got your dirt out the way. I need you to realize that the same God that got you together is the same God that's going to get somebody else together. Harvest, we can't be a judgmental people. Harvest, we can't be a people that throw people down and beat people down because they make mistakes. We all need Jesus. And being overcome by his stupor. And he's at church. And while he's at church... He falls down from the third story, and he died, but he's in church. They ain't talking to me. He's in church, but it ain't in him. He's in worship, but it ain't in him. He's in the giving line, but giving ain't in him. Y'all not talking to me. 
He knows scriptures, but the scripture ain't in him. Y'all not talking. He knows how to say the right Christian words, but it ain't in him. Because if you catch him on the wrong day, you might catch another version of him. He falls, he falls, he falls, he falls three stories. Three stories is approximately 45 feet. Camera can't even get it. Oh, wow. This is only 30 feet. So you got to. But I just want you to see this. Lay it down. That's 30. So over there. Over there. Come up, camera two. There you go. Up, up, up. There you go. Up. There you go. All the way over there. That's how far he falls. Because he was only halfway committed. How much you got to lose? How much, how, how many cars, how many houses? What, what is all of this? Because while that was for him was vertical fall, for other people it's money, for other people it's family, for other people it's relationships. You're in relationship number five. It ain't all been them. Y'all not saying nothing to me. How much more do you have to lose before you decide that I'm going to get out of the window and get in the house? Because watch me. If he was in the house, he never would have failed. If he was in the house, he never would have failed. He failed because he was in the window. He was halfway committed. And whenever you're halfway committed, you can fool your neighbor. You can fool social media. But God says, baby. All of this here. He fell 45 feet. Now imagine what happens, y'all. We got medical folks in the room. What's going to happen? Probably going to be some blood. We need tons of sanitizer. Tons of sanitizer. Watch. I know, sanitary. <laughs> watch this, guys. Watch this. Watch this. When he falls, the Bible says that he dies. But he was in church. But because he was halfway committed, watch this. His halfway commitment couldn't save him. You want to know why you shouldn't be worried when you're faithful? Is because when you're faithful, even if you find yourself in the middle of a messed up, jacked up situation, God says, but watch this, whatever you go through, you're going to go through it in the house. Which means I'm going to cover you, I'm going to protect you, I'm going to shield you. Which means what should be your end is going to be a new beginning because you ain't going to have to go through all of that loss. I need somebody to lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm all in. That's approximately 45 feet, I'm almost done, in an uncontrolled fall. The Bible says he's taken up dead. Now, for my theologians in the room, if you were to go do a study on this and extradite the text, you'd understand an interesting principle because some would suggest that, well, perhaps he didn't actually die. Perhaps he was just asleep. But who wrote the book of Acts? Dr. Luke. Luke is a Gentile physician. He's a doctor. So I think the doctor has enough sense when he's writing it to know the difference between somebody taking a nap. <laughs> you better know. Now there's a few healthcare companies where the doctors might not know. 
I won't say no names. Please say amen so it don't slip out. I'll just give him some more water. He'll be fine. <laughs> Evidence. Be quiet. All right. Look. Dr. Luke says, this boy dead. But he was in church. But because he was halfway Wednesday, he fell and he died. He fell and he died. I know. He fell and he died. Some of y'all are mad at God because you on the flow like, And God says, you weren't fully committed. Y'all not talking to me. Ain't nobody talking to me. Some of y'all are mad at God that you all janked up. And God is like, look, you failed because you weren't fully committed. And I needed you to see that you weren't playing nobody but yourself. God ain't asking us to be perfect Wednesday, but he's saying, I need you to get all the way in the house. I need you to be serious about those five T's. You're going to get them right this time? Your time, your talent, your treasure, your thirst, your testimony. I need it to be real for you. Because when it ain't real, it'll show up in your fall. When it ain't real, it'll show up when you... Lay down like you fell. Over here, though, in the light. Step into the light, Carolyn. So come over here. To, so come, you got to come over here. And it's the edge of the light. New light's going to be all over there. Okay, fall on the light. Fall. Right. Somebody got some white chalk? <laughs> Somebody say, he gone, he gone. Yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> now, he's asleep, but Eutychus was gone. Watch this. But he was in church. Halfway. He got fired. But that's because he was only half tried. Relationship after relationship after relationship failed. But that's because he was only partially committed. He was holding new people responsible for the mistakes of old people. It's quiet around there. Somebody say he fell. Thank you, son. You can get him. Actually, stay down there. Stay down there. There you go. <laughs> look. But look at verse 10. Y'all ready? We're done. Y'all ready? We only got two more verses, and then the message is over. And we're going to tell God that he can count on us for the rest of the year to be fully in. That's what we're going to do now. That's all we're doing to open this series. We're just going to let God know, God, you can count on us from July, August, September, October, November, December. You can count on us to be fully in. You can count on us not to give you excuses. You can count on us not to give you mess. You can count on us not to give you drama. You can count on us to be all the way in. You can count on us not to get a little attitude because stuff doesn't go our way. You can count on us not to get mad and start rolling our neck and rolling our eyes and talk about I can't believe you. God, you can count on me. I just need somebody that wants the Lord to know he can count on you to give him three seconds of worship. Go. Say yes, Lord. Watch. Verse 10. But Paul went down. Watch me. Paul met him where he was. 
And church, hear me, that's why we do church the way we do it. And I don't care who don't like it. That's what we're here for. Paul is, Paul, look, let's get it. Come on with me. Paul is, wait, he's in the dark zone. <laughs> you can't even see me, and I'm light-skinned. <laughs> Let me come over here. Oh, come on, there we go. Okay. All right, y'all ready? Paul is way over here. Paul leaves where he's at. Watch me. This is what God's doing for everybody tonight. He leaves this high place and he gets down to where Eutychus is. And the Bible says he bent over him. What well, says? And he took him in his arms. Such a neighbor said he embraced him. Harvest, you hear me? And hear me very crystal clear. We must be a church, watch this, that embraces people. We must be a church that loves people. Everybody. Somebody say, everybody's included. Everybody. Say, nobody's excluded. See, Paul goes down to where he is, and Paul takes him in his arms. Now, you're too heavy for me to get, so just come over. Now, just now kind of lean over like you're still dead. <laughs> you got to do it all on the spot, right? And Paul takes him in his arms. Can I ask you a question? Do people who have fallen find comfort around you or condemnation around you? Do you think you so high because you didn't? Because sometimes the bigger they are, somebody say, we love everybody. I need you to have compassion like you would want you to kiss. I need you to have love like you would want you to kiss. I need you to have, watch this, understanding like you would want you to kiss. I'm not saying, watch this, that you, that you enable people to be sorry. No, I ain't saying that. What I am saying is that you give people an opportunity to have a reset. Put the verse up, please. He takes him in his arms and he says, don't be afraid. He said his life is in him. Paul works a miracle for Eutychus. And he says, listen, here's how I'm going to get him up. One, I'm going to embrace him. Give me a hug. I'm going to embrace him. But not only am I going to embrace him, watch this, I'm going to speak life into him. He says his life is in him. Would you touch your neighbor's shoulder and just say, I speak life into you. Say, I speak shalom into you. Say, nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Here's what's amazing. All the Bible says is that the boy comes alive. Now, you know all them broken bones, all that blood, all, he was when he was that, but God says, all we got to do, church, is say to our region, wait a minute, we know you like, uh -uh, but all we're going to do is love you and speak life into you. We got to tell Denver, we know you like, uh -uh, but we're going to love you and speak life into you. We got to speak to every digital campus and every city we're about to go into, and Atlanta and Memphis and everywhere else, and say, we know you like, uh -uh, but we're going to love you and speak life into you. Somebody holler, speak life. Watch. Thank you. Paul embraced him. That's who we are, church. And he spoke life into him. He built him up. It was amazing what he didn't say to you. He didn't say, no, boy, I know you're sorry. 
You ain't bound nothing. Your daddy wasn't bound nothing. Your mama ain't bound nothing. Come on and come to God. He spoke life into him. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws men into repentance. Somebody say, thank God for his goodness. Look at verse 11. And when Paul had gone up, so I love Paul. Because Paul is such, he's so smooth. He's like Jesus. Now, he ain't Jesus. Let's don't get it twisted. But he's like Jesus. He gets the boy up, heals the boy, and go eat. Goes to eat, rather. He, literally, he gets up. He said, let's go break bread. Let's go eat. And when he had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them for a long while. Look at me. Conversation led to conversion. You are not on your job to just sit there and be mean. You are sent there to have conversations that lead to their conversion. Let me tell you why some of you can't get promoted. You haven't fulfilled what you were supposed to do in your current department. He had conversation with him. Say conversation leads to conversion. He conversed with them for a long while until daybreak. And so he departed. Look at verse 12 where we started. And they took the youth away. They took him home. I says. And they were not a little comforted. They had joy because Eutychus was finally woke. Watch this. For the first time. Because you can be alive and not woke. So the reason they had so much joy, because they were like, this boy been living for all these years. But he's finally woke. He finally gets it. He finally understands. So here's what we're going to do to open this series. You ready? One, you know some Eutychus. Don't we all? But let's tell the truth. There's some Eutychuses in here right now. Are you halfway in? Halfway committed? Halfway dedicated? Halfway serious? You're serious when you're going through something. And the moment he gets you out, you out. The moment he delivers you, the moment he answers your prayer. There's a reason some prayers are delayed because God knows if he answers it, he'll lose you. Some of you single people, the reason why you said, what's taking so long? God says it's because you want that more than me. He says, if I answer that prayer, I'll lose you. So that's a prayer. The answer is no. Until you find yourself in me. Until you lose yourself in me. I'm going to just be honest. I ain't going to have you even close your eyes. Let's just keep it real. Can we keep it real, church? How many of us, you got some, some Eutychus you need to get out of you tonight. Just go and put them up. Just go and put them up. Just go and put them up. Say, Lord, I needed to hear this. Simple message, short message, but what I needed to hear. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to just take 60 seconds and renew our commitment to the Lord. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and then I'm going to give it to you because you know the specific things that you've not been fully committed to in those five T's. And I'm going to tell you, God ain't condemning you. God says, get up. God ain't kicking you down. He says, get up. I can even hear somebody saying, Bishop, I got drunk yesterday. Get up. 
Bishop, I was looking at stuff I had no business looking at yesterday. Get up. Bishop, I was thinking that God wasn't even real no more. Get up. I was thinking that God wasn't going to come through for me. Get up. I kept hearing how it was everybody else's house, and I was wondering when it was going to be my house. Get up! Somebody said, I got to get up. I want to lead you in this prayer. Every hand lifted. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me for not being fully committed, for not being fully invested. I repent. That means I change directions. That means I change my mind. I choose for the rest of this year and the rest of my life to be sold out, fully invested, fully committed to you. And that means those five T's. With my time, my talent, my thirst, my testimony, my treasure. Forgive me for being Eutychus and not being all the way in. Now, I want you to call out the specific areas where you know you've been Eutychus right there. It's going to be different for everybody. Call out the specific Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.